Hello and welcome to Extra Voices, the Extra Life podcast focusing on the efforts of Extra Lifers around the nation and the staff of the Children's Miracle Network that work to change kids' health. Today is the penultimate episode of my 22 game day interview replays. During my marathon, I brought on one of my donors, Rachel. Now, Rachel isn't exactly an extra lifer, but she is an extremely generous donor, and this was the second year in a row that she threw down an incredibly generous $1,000 donation during my marathon. But I brought her on because she's an incredible badass in her own right. Rachel's day job is spent diving into data analytics at a little company you might know as Starbucks. In that corporate office of the caffeinated giant lies all kinds of opportunities for Rachel to make a difference in all kinds of causes that are close to her heart. Now, while Extra Voices is really at the heart meant to highlight the work of Extra Life and Extra Lifers, I believe it's incredibly important to highlight gamers that do incredible work even outside of Extra Life itself. After all, I first met Rachel in the virtual world of Eorzea. And our friendship grew from the simple common bond of playing Final Fantasy XIV. It goes to show that you never know just what kind of inspirational people you'll meet by simply playing the same video game. I'm in awe of what Rachel does, and quite frankly, she can explain it a whole lot better than I can. So without further ado, let's dive right into my interview with Rachel. All right, well, folks... uh, on audio right now is Rachel, who tossed in a very generous $1,000 donation. Uh, but I wanted to have her on because, you know, the whole theme of this is charity and 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 doing great things. And Rachel, you do some pretty incredible stuff yourself. Not only, you know... It's always great when you can do more stuff uh, through work, uh, through diversity councils and and whatnot. So uh, what is it specifically uh, that you do uh, in in your business uh, as well, beyond just your day-to-day stuff? Well, everyone at work knows me as being a little bit extra. Uh, We had to take a personality test recently for my team, and it came out that I am highly creative and highly people oriented. So I think that comes through in everything I do. Um, For my day job, I manage analytics for the Innovation Center at Starbucks. And uh, that is about, I would say 80%. Wait, if my boss ever hears this, it is 90% of what I do. Um, But I also lead analytics for both our Women's Impact Network at Starbucks and our Pan-Asian Partner Network at Starbucks. And that gives me a really awesome opportunity to hear feedback from um, all we call our employees partners. Mm -hmm. Um, So so being able to hear feedback from just everybody within those specific groups within the partners at Starbucks? Yeah, sorry. I my phone went to sleep. I'm actually on my phone right now, so I'm. Oh. <laughs> it went to sleep, and I was worried that like I lost you for a minute there. But yeah, so <laughs> I get a lot of opportunities to hear feedback from partners all across uh, the United States and even internationally, and hear about things that you know the company can do better, the things that we as partners can do better uh, to support our communities, and it's really interesting to hear that because the Starbucks mission and values is very, um, it's very human 
oriented. It's really about bringing people together. And that is at the core of what the company does, even though in action, it doesn't always turn out that way. So a lot of Starbucks partners are worried about speaking up about certain things or disagreeing with how certain things are handled uh, because it affects their day job and everyone is worried about their livelihood first. But um, our networks, our ERGs, which we call our partner networks, give us a unique platform to be able to influence executive leadership, to be able to influence uh, the decisions that the company makes without actually impacting our day-to-day jobs. And that's something that's really important. So over this, the last several years, I've had the opportunity to help with Stop Asian Hate, with Black Lives Matter, um, and also with, I played a very very special role um, when Roe v. Wade was overturned in helping understand what our partners wanted in terms of action with regard to legislation that was happening um, for not just women's rights, but especially for trans rights. So we, um, yeah, if you've seen in the news recently, some of the things that Starbucks has been doing with the government, um, helping with legislation being written and overturned or turned (laughs) um we have a really nice platform to have a voice and give partners a voice with our partner networks yeah so it it almost sounds like you know your group is is almost like uh an outlet you know for these kind of things because a lot of times people think and, and i've i've noticed this as well in in my day job is you know, uh, I have recently joined a diversity council myself, uh, a Latinx uh, diversity council. And it, yeah, and it's interesting to see, you know, because you, you always think like, yeah, you got to go to HR for, for all that different stuff. But it's not it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in practice. Right. Uh, to do that, right. because HR obviously focused on making sure the company doesn't get in trouble. So it's almost like, you know, and I know that. You know, our group is very small starting out, you know, still trying to get its legs. But it's cool that, you know, to hear that you've already reached out, you know, to, you know, I mean, there's Starbucks everywhere, various partners everywhere to have that outlet uh, to be able to reach you. So how how do they do that? Is it something they can like email? Um, Is it something like the store manager makes them aware of? Like, how, how does that work within, you know, Starbucks of of getting that feedback? Is that something you reach out to them? Uh, kind of interested in how that process works. Yeah, that's a great question. And it, it's something that we're actively navigating. So currently we have 12 partner networks um, and those 12 partner networks span across 16 different regions. And um, we also have the national chapter for each of those partner networks that is based out of our corporate headquarters in Seattle. So. Um, We have a wide reach and we have partners all over that are um, leading the effort for those regional chapters for each of those networks. And we um, stay in close touch with them from the national level to make sure that we're cascading information and that they're able to push that information out to store partners. Um, Is it a perfect system? No, not by any means. But we're able to get the word out through that and through our what we call our partner hub. So every iPad in every store has the ability to access what's called the partner hub. And they're able to see information about partner networks on there. Um, I've been featured on there at some point as well, talking about my journey with partner networks and how it's helped me both in my career and in my personal development. So 
we work on it on a regular basis. And uh, one of the nice things about analytics is trying to understand how we're moving the needle in our partner networks, um, which is that's one of the facets of it that we're trying to move the needle on being able to push this information out to more partners and get people more active so that they can align with something and feel the sense of community and the passion that comes with being a part of these networks. Yeah. When you, I'm curious, uh, when you first joined Starbucks corporate, I mean, were you immediately interested in getting into these councils or is it something that kind of developed over time? It was pretty immediate for me uh as soon as somebody mentioned to me that it ex that these groups existed i immediately joined the pride network um, the women's impact network and the pan asian partner network because i wanted my full self to be represented and those were the three that resonated the most with me um, for various aspects of me and my personality so um, between those three, I started becoming more active, attending events, making sure that if there were calendar invites that were going out, that I gave myself the space and the time to attend these events, whether they were in person or virtual. Um, I've also learned over time that it's a great place to network and just meet a lot of fantastic people who are um, not only going through some of the same things in life, but are passionate about the same things. Uh, one of the wonderful things about Starbucks is we're told that anyone can start a partner network. I haven't found a, a void or a hole yet that I want to jump in and create a partner network for, but the knowledge that we have the ability to do that is something that's really cool. Yeah. And, and folks, I, I know that y'all don't know Rachel, but, uh, some she is like a networking magician and the <laughs> the the way she's able to find like ways into various stuff like uh because we know each other through playing uh final fantasy and when they had the fan fest i remember rachel uh it was hard to get tickets rachel herself didn't get one but her exact comment well it's fine i know i'll find my way in there anyway and lo and behold she did <laughs> so uh <laughs> It doesn't surprise me in the least that somebody lets you know, like, yeah, there's this little outlet that's there, and then you're just all all gung ho about it, and in every single one in like no time at all. I was going to be more surprised if it like happened over time, because obviously I've heard you talk about this before uh, in our our Discord and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but what what do you think like so far is you know one of the bigger impacts that you feel that you've been able to make within the partner networks the feedback loop with our partners uh the ability to send out anonymous surveys and have voices be heard and then take that information and push it back up to our executive our executive leadership team so prior to joining partner networks um my understanding of them was that they were essentially high school clubs, but upgraded to a corporate setting. Um, for example, the Pan Asian Partner Network that I'm part of the leadership team for, it wasn't that long ago that it was just a small group of partners that came together and formed a Chinese club because we have a lot of Starbucks activity in China. So they were working on learning different, you know, learning Mandarin, learning Cantonese and um coming together just for that. It was a very simple thing. So like I said, high school clubs, but upgraded to the corporate level. Over time, there's been a need for it to become more integrated with the business and turn into an, a real enterprise resource group. So as this has developed, um, we've developed as leadership teams as well. Uh, oh, I that's... think, 
Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say that's, that that's no, it, it's a great answer because, you know, I think of, uh, I think that the, the high school club is a great way to describe it. Cause I feel like that's where we're at right now. Uh, you know, as we build obviously, but we're trying to, um, you know, we're, we're starting to tell stories about our backgrounds and whatnot. Um, and, you know, I'm getting to meet uh, virtually as of right now, people that, you know, live in, in South America and other parts of Latin America as well. Even some people in Spain and Portugal. Uh, so getting to meet, you know, all, all kinds of different members within the Hispanic and Latinx community uh, within, you know, my company as well. And it's, I hope we do get to that point to where we have a, a bigger feedback loop and um, cause I know it's, uh, at least, you know, at least when I see or think about Starbucks, I do think about like a, a very diverse, very open, you know, because that's like, you know, the corporate message, like you said, that's, that's how they want to present themselves into the public eye. Uh, me being a part of an entity that works a lot with government and security and all, you know, very like big brother, more conservative leaning type stuff. You don't get that kind of image from us to say the least. So, um, I, I definitely hope we can get to that point and, and be able to have similar feedback loops. Cause, uh, uh, one thing, you know, anybody that's listening, I do encourage you to, if you have something like that to, you know, even if you're not a part of those minority groups is you'll be surprised what you can learn, uh, from, yeah. from people, uh, just being around in those groups. I know like our, uh, we have people within the Latinx organization that, you know, are not any kind, like any remotely, uh, Latinos, but they're allies and allyship is powerful too. Uh, as well. Uh, and I think that's so cool that you're able to do that, especially like when major things happen, like Roe getting overturned. I'm sure that was yeah. a, a major, you know, what do we do now? And before there's like a corporate, well, here's definitely what we're doing. You have those feedback loops open saying, here are the legitimate concerns. Um, you know, I think back to COVID. Uh, I don't think we had those feedback loops in our company. We were just kind of, you know, I, I think it was it was everybody kind of flying and trying to figure things out. So, um, yep, we when, had them at the start of COVID. We definitely mm-hmm. had a we had several feedback loops, but it was still very much tied to your day job. <laughs> so gotcha. there's a lot of hesitance there to you know lie and say that yeah, you definitely want to go back into the office because you know that's what your manager wants to hear. Uh, there right. wasn't a lot of the anonymity in the feedback loop at the time. Um, and that's, you know, to go back to your question earlier, I would say one of the things that I'm most proud of this year when all of the legislations, the anti-gay and anti-trans legislation that was happening throughout the United States, um, we were hearing about it all over. And the Pride Network was struggling to pull resources together and really get information out to our partners, but there wasn't a huge, you know, newsworthy response from Starbucks. We were definitely doing work and there was a lot that was happening behind the scenes, but it wasn't publicized very well. Um, when Roe was overturned, that was, or when there was news that it was potentially going to be overturned, that's when the Women's Impact Network, um, with me leading the effort and writing the survey, put out that anonymous survey to really hear from partners what action needed to be taken. And I had the privilege of being able to analyze that information and put together a deck for our executive leadership team to really understand what we needed to say when it happened, 
what messaging needed to go out to the public and what messaging needed to go out to our partners. So after it was officially overturned, we had a very quick response from Starbucks. We were one of the first large corporations to get out there and get that information out. And I honestly felt over the moon that the information that was gathered using the surveys that I had put together was used for that. Oh, that's that's incredibly awesome to have that kind of impact and, and taking the skills you know, your, your real world, the stuff that gets you paid type skills uh, to, to be able to make an impact in something beyond work. Uh, I know that's one of the things I enjoy about Extra Life is to take, you know, the the sales network I have and try to reach out like within, you know, my alumni circles, corporate circles, all that kind of stuff to make a, you know, a tangible impact from, you know, just stuff I picked up and Hey, I'm used to talking to people and I've said charity is sales, right? So, um, you'll be surprised all the skills, you know, and, and, you know, this is me talking to people listening to this that you have and, and that you can, you can leverage. And I, I think Rachel is a great example of it. Um, you know, obviously she's got the, the personality. She's even more outgoing than I could ever dream of being and, and very, very focused and, um, a, a can do attitude. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I do, I, I'm always impressed, you know, just with the, the organization and being able to analyze it. It's just stuff, that kind of stuff's beyond me. I'm just, a a silly little sales guy with a technical background, basically as a sales engineer. Uh, and now as you've seen, uh, one of the things we have in our discord is, uh, we, we vent about work. So she knows about a lot of the bodies that are buried in my job. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, um, but I, you know, the other thing I want to talk about is, you know, uh, obviously you have, you know, the stuff that you do at your job, but it was interesting, you know, last year you made the uh, same donation to me and, you know, I had the Starbucks thing there. I'm even, you know, uh, taking my double shot before I start having all the horrible food that your donation actually unlocked, Rachel. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome, so- by the way. <laughs> So for here on out, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, kind of what drives you to, to have that within like, you know, a budget and stuff. Cause I know, I mean, we all have so many other things going on, but you know, I even remember, you know, us talking, I was like, Hey, you know, don't feel obligated to do this. You're like, no, 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 I, I want to. So when you take a look at doing that, like what made you, and really your family say, Hey, we're going to set aside money to do, you know, some kind of charitable thing. Has that been something you've been doing for years? Is it a recent thing? Like, how did you come about to that kind of decision? It's one, I, I feel very privileged that we have the ability to do that. You know, financially, not everybody is able to set aside money that way and to use it that way. And yes, our, our family is a priority, obviously financially, you know, things are up and down. And as you know, right now, things are kind of on a down for us as we've been, we had a tree fall on our house in April for anyone who's listening. We've been rebuilding for the last several months, living out of a temporary home bags and boxes situation. So we're excited that hopefully we're going to be back into our house in December, but finances have definitely been a little touch and go lately. Um, So this is obviously a priority for us. And um, one of the reasons that it is such a priority is because whatever I donate, Starbucks will match. So me not donating 
is that additional money that would come from this corporation that has a lot of money that I work for just sitting there and not being utilized. So not only do we as a family get to help a cause that is important to us and a friend that's important to us, we also are able to contribute money from the company. And it looks like we will potentially be getting that from Thomas's company as well. So we get to double oh, dip wow. on this donation. So we'll find out. Stay tuned for that. But that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'll be happy with just one coming through because, yeah, <laughs> I, that's that's awesome uh, to hear that. Uh, so uh, and that is similar. And, and you've you've heard me mention it before, you know, for those that are listening on stream or on the podcast later, how. You know, and Extra Life 2 mentions company and corporate donations because a lot, especially if you work for larger organizations, it's something that they want to do. It, it looks good for them as far as promotions. It is also tax write-offs for them as well. So it makes a lot of sense for them to do it. Uh, I am not able to max out financially what my company can do, but that's part of the reason why you know, you see me do death taxes and stuff like that on these streams. And like what I'm doing now, part of the reason uh, that I, I set money aside in the, the, you know, the spread thing is, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, whatever I can donate can get matched, you know, by my company as well. And yeah, because the money just sits there. If you don't use it, it doesn't get yeah. used. Um, so I, I am glad to maximize it. Uh, the other reason I try to stream so much is because they actually say, Hey, if you're streaming for a good cause, we will count it as charitable hours. And they give money, uh, to the children's hospital foundation for that as well. And I'm more than thrilled, uh, on giving Tuesday, they gave everybody in the company $25 and they're like little portal account. And I said, Hey guys, guess what? Go ahead and use that money here if you don't have any idea of what you want to donate it to. <laughs> so that is so cool. I'm glad you're able to do that. I'm glad Starbucks uh, does that as well as uh, Thomas's company as well. Uh, really excited for that. And and folks, you know, obviously, you know, both Rachel and I realize not everybody has, you know, that kind of scratch to set aside. But I do encourage you. Uh, to at least consider and you know, whether it's for me or for something else that's close to your, your heart and it's important to you, it's definitely worth setting aside that money. Like think about something you would, you know, splurge on or whatever, and, you know, just set a little bit aside for, you know, the year. Maybe it's just, it starts as five bucks or something like that. That's, that's fine. Yeah. It starts somewhere. Um, because I know even like this, you know, this effort started with me getting $800 and not really knowing what to do. And like 20 of that was mine or something. And now I'm staring at over $10,000 and we're not even halfway through the marathon yet. So, um, Rachel, yeah, it is incredibly awesome. And Rachel, I, I want to thank you so much for being a very special part of it. And I'm glad I was able to get you on because I know things are crazy for you. And again, like I said, she's very outgoing, very caring, very loving. She's going to be involved in, I think it's a, is it a Friendsgiving or a Friendsmas right now? We have Friendsgiving tomorrow. We do Friendsmas on New Year's Eve. So, okay. <laughs> so, so even with everything going on, I mean, this is uh, the kind of woman she is, is being able to, you know, uh, always keeping friends close to her heart and, and, making sure to spend time with them despite what's going on. And it's so awesome to see that. And I know I hope everything gets 
sort it out very soon because I won't share everything uh, for the struggles that's going on. That's definitely your story to tell, but uh, there's definitely a contractor. I would, I would love to hear about uh, getting torched uh, to say the least for you guys. Um, uh, so just the latest update on that is that um, the electrician has reported good. to the state government. So we're in a, we're in an interesting spot right now, but I, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We're almost there. <laughs> Good. Well, Rachel, I will let you get back uh, to the remainder of your day. Thank you again so much for your generous donation and for telling us about all the stuff that you do with Starbucks as well. I know it's not specifically related to uh, children's health, but I think you do way too much cool stuff uh, to not uh, you know, give you some time to highlight. Uh, so I'm glad I was able to give you just a little bit of time in this little virtual bio week here. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening. Thank you for having me. And honestly, all of the work that you do and with the Children's Hospital, especially, you know, it's near and dear to my heart. Our son was born with a paralyzed left arm and he's in physical therapy every two weeks. So it's it is very special to me and to our family that you do this. Oh, I, I definitely appreciate it. It's an honor to be able to do it, to, to get to honor Avon, because, uh, yeah, I can only imagine what would happen if I, I, I spent a week in the NICU with my kid for low blood sugar, and that was harrowing. And in the grand scheme of things, that's nothing. And I realize that. So I'm very happy to be able to do this. Thank you again, Rachel, so much for everything. And, you know, have a very wonderful Friendsgiving. And uh, encourage all of our friends to uh, stop by. And uh, the jump scares have been very popular on the, the stream so far <laughs> for the $5. Yeah. They've legitimately scared the crap out of me. I never thought Yoshi and Hello Kitty would be nightmares, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure. We'll probably even stop enjoying Friendsgiving tomorrow. So we'll talk awesome. to you soon. Okay. Well, you take care, Rachel, and have a great night. You too.